Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q-diggity dog. Oh, Quincy, you idiot. You messed that up. Well, it doesn't matter. We'll keep it in there anyway. In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's a journey conversation. Let's get you caught up with where we are. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? Truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q Diggity Dog, fresh off a screw up on the recording, which I like to keep in there because it shows that I'm human. I am in the Moran family studio with. My lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Hello. And our producer, Ashley. She has no microphone, but she is waving at you or making some type of hand gesture to say hello. And I, again, am the Q-Dog, and we are here just to do a catch-up episode about where we are. It's one of those journey episodes to tell you kind of what's going on in our life and where we are, what's happening. And I'll tell you uh, with the Moran family... um, you know, you know what, honey, I'll just let you start on this, and then I'll bring in my remarks. I'm, I'm interested to see where you think we're at as a whole. I think we're at a pivot point is where we're at as a whole. We've got kids getting ready to start back to school. We've got our youngest is going into high school, so in four years, everything is about to shift. And we've got some decisions to make in... Uh, you know, where we're going to be, what we're going to do, and how we're going to approach this. What about you? Yeah, I would say that uh, that's accurate. I'd say that, you know, around us there's been some forms of chaos going on, and it, it's taken a whole lot of courage for us to to stand up and come closer together as a marriage and as a family to find our way through some of the smoke um, and you're right, we're, we're trying to figure out career-wise and location-wise what's going to be the best for us as a group because, like you say, in four years, Mo will be out of school and she'll be headed on her way to college. And um, I think we'll probably have, you know, several of the girls stick around longer than that. A couple will, uh, will be blazing a trail extremely quickly and then we know we're going to have a couple kids with us um for the rest of our lives and their lives so um yeah i think that's the part that's more my concern is the two that are getting ready to age out of school and they're going to be home on the regular and trying to figure out how we're going to deal with that with you working and me being home and you know if other kids are, are leaving and going off to do their own thing which they should it's just going to be a huge shift for me, I think. Yeah, I, I, I believe you're right. And what, what kind of faces us, you know, is not something that everybody can, can relate to. Um, and like you say, you know, what the the kids, a couple of the kids have asked me, and I was talking to Mo a couple of days ago, and uh, you know, she's like, "What are you going to do, Dad, when when we're all moving out?" I said, "Well, I didn't." I never started out to have kids just to keep them all at home, you know. I I want to raise you and get you out there and uh, you know, make you a productive part of society. 
and hopefully, you know, you, you go and carry on, you know, the name and our values and uh, make your own life glorious. It's just what, what we want. It's just hard to think of, I think, just for me, because we're, a group of us are just so tight, you know. Um, but what's what the challenge really, truly is, is figuring out, you know, for me, just being vulnerable, um, how we can move to a location that's a slower pace of life to help us, you know, move along Hunter and Kirsten, while at the same time being able to provide for all of you financially. So, you know, that's where that's where the rubber meets the road for me. And it's one of my biggest concerns because just the the thought of let's say I was to start over career wise, I've been working for the same company for, you know, going on twenty two years. And then restarting and if you know, in moving just I don't even know what that time frame looks like, but at some point you know, your your kids procreate, and then you have grandkids. And our dream has always been to have a large house with some acreage so the kids can come back and, and visit, and we'll have a place, and we'll be able to help and take care of, uh, you know, of our of our offspring and their, their kids too, and hopefully on to their kids and their kids. And starting over and uprooting you know, in your 40s, that's a, that can be a scary thing, because then you, then I start to call myself and my talents and my experience into question, is like, am I really good enough to do this? I don't want to fail my family. So, those are the things that are going on, and you know, I'm 43, headed to 44 here in, uh, you know, less than six months, so maybe it's some kind of midlife crisis experience that I don't really anticipate having, though. Well, and it's funny because we're on total opposite ends of the spectrum with this because your concern is, you know, will you be able to have the right income? Will you be able to support us? Will we be able to financially move or do whatever it is we need to do? And I'm on the other side thinking, who's going to help us watch the kids so you and I can still have time away? We we have this deal, and we haven't had this deal for the last year because COVID sucks. So now that we're finally getting to where we can go back to getting our time away and getting back on track to what's our normal, how are we going to do that and have two adult children that we don't have people to watch anymore? And does that mean that everywhere we go, they go? How are we going to work on us while maintaining them? And if you're still working the hours that you're working now and the other kids are gone and these two are home, I'm not going to be able to accomplish the stuff that I'm working towards accomplishing because those two are a full-time job. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, we're, we're in a different mindset. I'm not really worried about the financial side of it. I am, but I'm not. It's kind of like I, I, I don't worry about us not being provided for. We've, all, we've worked with much less than what we have now. So I know that if we absolutely had to, if we had to take a step back financially, we would be okay. It would suck, but we we could do it. But looking at the aspect of where does our marriage go, where do the other kids go, you know, that that's 
that to me is where everything kind of hits the road because it's like, well, we were doing really, really good. COVID hit, wiped everybody out, slowed things down. And then we went into the clouds and we had this great idea of what we were going to do and where we were going to go and how we were going to do it. And within 12 hours time, dude, that balloon that took us up just filled with lead and crashed and burned quickly because it was like, okay, we've got four years. Four years goes by really freaking fast. And really, we have two years because Bubba will be out of school in two years. He's 20. He ages out at 22. Kirsten is 18. She's got three years. But it's like, what, what do we do with it? How, yeah. how are we going to make this work? I can't. I, there are work programs for them, but the work programs around our area, I don't trust. Just from people I know who've used it, people I know who've worked there, I don't want to put them in that situation. We're looking at other places, and, and before we can make any decisions, do they have a work program? Do they have a place where he could go for maybe horseback riding and therapy? Or, you know, what can I do that's going to put him in a routine to keep him from going nuts? Because right now, we went on a vacation for five days, came home, and two days later, he's pissed at me because he's got his room packed, and I'm supposed to be taking him back there because he wants to move right now today. He wants to go back because that's where he wants to be. And it's like, I can't do that for the rest of our life. We, we need to figure out what we're going to do. And I, I don't know where the answers are yet. Yeah. We're, uh, we're definitely thinking about opposite sides of this spectrum, but they, I think surprisingly they both go, they both go hand in hand. Um, just from my perspective, because, you know, you can have all the help in the world, but if you don't have the finances to to make moves and, and to be able to go and, and get away and explore or pay that help um, to stay, you everything for me, and, and this just might be a flaw, but everything to me to support us starts with the financial ability for us to be able to be secure. And I think, you know, when you have the resources available, you can always find human resources to be able to help you. Because I've, I've ventured into that side of it, and I can't remember the name of what the people are, but uh, maybe at some other point I will. But I think it's a... I think it's an appropriate time for us to, you know, lay out what our concerns are off air and then make plans to move whatever directions those are. Because I can't, the fact is, I cannot continue to work the hours that I'm working. Obviously, it's the busy season and we go through some sort or version of this every year. But as you're absolutely correct, as our, our kids with disabilities continue to grow and become full-fledged adults, it's not something, at least with the temperament that mm -hmm. they have, yeah. it's not something that you're going to be able to do by yourself. And, you know, maybe, maybe part of that is, is us getting some behavioral therapist to come in which COVID kind of screwed all that up but getting them in and start you know some intense um therapy to help with that I mean we've taken some steps already that have like scratched the surface of making a difference 
but just uh just hearing you know your concerns and you hearing my concerns um it sounds like we need to get more intentional for the next six years of our life well and i think i i don't know i'm looking at trying to give him more independence and trying to help him gain that independence. But at the same time, I don't know how we would do that. Um, I mean, it might just come to the point where we're, we're just going to have to up and do what we need to to do and make a shift, whether it's what we planned on doing or not. Um, But I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where to look at this point. I know your, Hours that you work will not work going forward. Yeah. Um, I can't do both of them 24-7. That's that's too much on one person. On top of trying to not only reach my own personal goals, but then trying to stay in the headspace of wife and what we've cultivated between yeah. us, that's just going to be a lot. And I think that's where a, a lot of my mindset and stress has been lately is just okay it overwhelms me to look at it it overwhelms me to think this is going to be not just life-changing for them but altering for us yeah um you know but i'm kind of at the place of if we could get to where we need to go where the lifestyle they need is available we'll figure the other stuff out but i really don't even know that that's how to look at it well, I remember, I remember when it kind of set in for us years ago. And for those of you who are new to the show and haven't heard um, our story as a whole, you can go back to episode 122, 123, and 124. And that's a three-part series in our story, Unscripted. And I, I think that'll give you a lot of great context to what we're discussing because Um, If you're new to the show, I'll just give you it quickly. We're uh, a family of 11 now, and biologically we have eight kids. And then we, you know, last year um, we took on another young man who comes from a fatherless home that was being bounced from place to place, and his family circumstances were worse than terrible. So with that being said, you know, Jeannie and I weren't supposed to have kids, and then we had a son. Um, and then we ended up having triplet girls, and then we had another child, that, another girl, and then we had twin girls, and then we had a baby girl, and that, that got us to our eight kids. But at the same token, um, as life would have it, it mixed in some disabilities, and we have three kids with autism, and it's our three eldest. So we realized, what would you say, like, 10 years ago-ish, that they were going to be with us forever? Um, I would say more like six years ago-ish. Okay. Um, I was ahead of you. <laughs> no, I I had it in my head, but the impact on us didn't hit. I mean, I knew they were going to be with us forever. That that was never a question in my head. Um, I think the, the impact for me was the day that I realized, holy crap, what are we going to do because... How, how are we going to stay married and be able to move forward, you and me? Yeah. And be, I mean, we're never going to be retired. No. 
There, there's no retirement here. Yeah, you could retire from a job, but we will never be retired. So it's the it's the weight <clears throat> of reality that is finally kind of setting in, and just our our family dynamics. Um, you know, the way I was raised uh, when I went to live with my dad, it was it was very different when I lived with my mom. But when I went to live with my dad, he forced me to learn how to be resourceful. He worked me hard, um, and I believe that upbringing those types of uh those areas in my life is what helped shape and develop my work ethic my dedication etc so that's the approach that i've taken with my children because when they go out in the world i want them to be as prepared as possible and i've failed in some areas but there are areas where i think we've been successful they work very hard and we're a very interdependent family we depend on each other a lot and our girls do a hellacious amount to assist us in taking care um of their siblings with special needs it's i mean we're very blessed to have such a great group of kids that do that but they're it's not fair for you know them not to go and experience and live their own life so now it comes to the point of we're four to six years away where it's going to be Jeannie and i and you know physically emotionally let's set the emotional side aside that didn't work out well and let's just look at the physical side you know both of both of these kids are kind of bigger than you yeah and if they get in she she's heavier than me but shorter than me he's taller than me and leaner than me <laughs> so there there's there's a little bit of a dynamic there but yeah, thankfully mean, he still has the mentality of a seven to nine year old kid so every now and then i can raise my voice and the mom voice scares him but it's i don't know that's always going to stay that way but when they go into you know meltdown mode that meltdown that autism meltdown mode you know kirsten can get strong and violent and Hunter can just ball out. You know what I mean? He can just roll out because he's done that before. Yeah. So it's a, it is a lot of stress and pressure um, on you as the person who's going to be home with them more. And, you know, from my point of view, being able to provide something, you know, safe for us as a family to live in so that we can make sure that, that they're safe but you're absolutely right. There is that other side of it is, you know, we've been through cycles of not having childcare or help and it has yeah. taken a toll, you know, at times on our marriage, but I think each time it happens we get a little bit better cuz we have a little more experience. Um so I I'm, I'm I'm confident whenever wherever we decide when we get where we're going that uh we're going to be able to find the necessary help. And see, our our confidence, our confidence is on the opposite sides of the spectrum. I'm confident we'll find the help, and, and I'm not confident that financially we're going to be set. You're you're confident that financially we'll figure it out, but you're not confident we're going to find the help we need. So I'm very picky about who deals with our kids. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah, I get that. That's one of those reasons because I have a, a hang up on um, some old issues that that keep me from just saying, yeah, sure. Let's just go get respite and they can send me anybody they want to sit with my kids. Hell no, this doesn't work. Well, I'm so. afraid, you, you know, I, I, 
I would I'm not afraid. I would say I have concerns as well. Um, a, I have concerns because, you know, in the past our kids were sexually abused by a babysitter and that just doesn't go away. Um, but on the flip side of that, I'm concerned for the person that comes in because Kirsten, I mean, she can be downright difficult and, you know, whether it's scratching, pinching, kicking, biting, or headbutting, if that person's, if that person's not prepared, you know, which they, I'm sure they would be, but I don't know. I, I think I, it, it, from what I'm looking at, just listening to us talk about this, you know, and, and reality is setting in, it's getting closer and closer. Um, I think we're just operating from the foundation of fear and we need to make, we need to make plans and move in that direction. And, and we need to make some concrete plans about what our intentions are um, like we have done with many other things and we've been successful. And if we use nothing other than our marriage, um, we have proven to ourselves we can look at that as a, as an area of success of overcoming the odds and making something great out of a difficult situation. So um, as intentional as we became about our marriage is, is how intentional we need to become about our future. And, um, uh, you know, shoot for the stars and, you know, worst case scenario, hit the moon. I know that's a lot of cliches, but it's just becoming more clear to me that that's where we are and what, what we need. And, and to get all these concerns out in detail. And then the detail, like the dirty laundry <laughs> that I wrote out reading the, the David Goggins book is what I'm talking about so that we... You know, so any any smoke that may be between us is clear, and we and we have a clear vision of what we want to do, and then uh, and then just go all out to attack it. Um, that that's my opinion. Where do you stand on that? Um, I think we differ on pulling the trigger on decisions. So I, I think we're going to have to come to a definite time stamp on we want to do xyz by this time and make those decisions because we seem to in all the chaos surrounding us lately we have very different opinions on how and when and uh, but i'm real quick to react emotionally Mm -hmm. and i have no problem throwing up a finger and walking away from stuff um you are very different in that. And um, I think we have to come up to a, a definite timeline of we want to decide by this point where we want to be. We want to decide by this point what kind of house we want to have. We need to look at financially if we lose this income or that income, what are we willing to go down to if need be? Like, what's our bare bottom? We just, we have a lot of things to decide, and we suck at doing that when we have so much going on. Especially me, I'm real good at, yeah, we'll figure it out. But we'll just figure it out. But don't bug me with it today because I don't have the mental capacity to do it today. So, I yeah, think I'm that's not, I'm not that way. I, I'm not that way. I can, uh, and part of this we discussed on the way back from Idaho because it, it, producer Ashley, I'll tell you, it's like this. You get out to Idaho. Of course, you're on vacation, so you're not doing the work life. But you see the beauty. You experience the freedom. California is just 
you get out there and you don't understand like what California does to you about the overreaching of your civil liberties or whatever it is, okay? You get out there and you just it just feels more free. Like it's more do what you want and just don't hurt anybody type thing. And it's like we want to move here. Let's move here and we start looking, we're excited and then on the drive home it's always like oh, here's all the reasons we can't move here. And you just get in this really sad state of we went to the clouds, uh, and then somebody filled the balloon with lead. Yeah, we went to the clouds, and somebody cut the chute, and we fell face first on the ground and got smashed up. But when you have seven out of nine kids saying, we want to move there, we want to go there, there's vocational schools that have vocations that they want to do, and you can take it while you're in high school. Mm-hmm. You can take them simultaneously, and when you graduate high school, you will have a CNA degree. You can have your dental assistant degree. They could literally walk out of high school and go into a job while they go to college if they want to, or they can just go to that job. And looking at all of them going, I could do this and I could do this. And then seeing them with their cousins and being around family they haven't seen in years. And they're all kind of close in age now. So they have things in common and they want to hang out and go do things. It's like, that's what we've always wanted for them. Mm -hmm. But our family dynamic never really allowed us that. We did have people around us in the beginning, but those people in the long run ended up being not who we needed, so to speak. At, well, or maybe moving we, forward. Maybe we just freaking burnt those people out because we're a lot to work with. No, I'm talking about the ones that burnt us. But oh. I'm just saying we, we grew up with – they grew up with a lot around them, but little by little, those people just kind of vanished. And so now when you're out there and they're older and they have similar mindsets and similar things they want to do and they get excited, you're like, I, I want to give them that when we've got four years left. Let's let's do this and let's give them that so they can make those decisions and catapult them into what this is that they want. This is the lifestyle we want. We want the slower pace. When you live on the outskirts of town, it's slower paced. Your nearest neighbor is an acre away. I love not having someone who can hear Kiki screaming just because she's screaming. You know, I don't feel like I have to worry about my dogs barking because it's normal. But being the way that we are at the moment, it's like, dude, how are we going to do this? How, how would we make this happen? And how quickly could we make it happen? And on the drive home, we're going, yeah, it's, it's not going to be quick. It's not going to be a now kind of thing. And then you get back home and you're like, well, crap. Okay. Now what? Next. Yeah. I mean, the way that, <laughs> the way that I got, this is the way I, you know, rationalized it. It may be wrong, but I said, honey, we have a family of 11. If we spent $100 a month per person on groceries, it would still be 1100 bucks a month. I said, if we spent 200 you know where this is going. So we got to figure it out. Because our grocery bill right now is absurd. It is absurd, but you're, you know, we're feeding a small business. That's just, that's the way it is. So I I totally agree with what you're saying. I believe it's the exact same thing I said, but you probably just like the way you said it better. Maybe. If we review the tape, which you won't review the tape because you don't listen to the podcast. I don't. I hate hearing my own voice. Oh, I'm. I'm dumb. I learn things from us, though. I really do. So that is, uh, that's got to go down in the plan of we have to sit and negotiate what we're looking at, what we want, 
And then we need, I'm not saying make a rash snap decision, but we need to put all power to the elbow there, as Graham Cook once said, and uh, and really get on on the road. There's a, there's a lot more that we could have shared, but I think this is a great... This is a great episode for us because, you know, we're just getting to that to that point that many other couples have that have been married 20 years and have kids. Is it's time to uh, it's time to figure. I, it's not like I want to work any less, you know, hard in my career because I love to work and achieve and 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 I love to um, challenge myself. But I want to work at home that hard. Uh, on behalf of these two children and my wife so that our quality of life, we still have some enjoyable quality of life um, and don't get lost in just being parents to kids with autism. And I'm over here. I, I have conversations with my friends and they're all getting ready to go through the empty nester thing and they're getting nervous because their kids are going to be leaving home soon. And I'm like, dude, what's that even going to feel like? I mean, I know some of them are going away, but we're not really going to have an empty nest. So I don't know how to, I don't know how to sympathize with that feeling yet. You know, I know when the, the other ones start leaving, that's going to, that's going to take its toll, but there's a couple of them I know aren't going to go too far. Yeah. Well, we're pretty tight, but, uh, that's all the time we have for this particular episode. And I'm glad that we did it. If for nobody else out there in the world, honey, it's for us. And I think we've come to the conclusion that it's time to plan. It's time to get some things down on paper and then figure out how we're going to work towards that. And then once we've got the plan down and start making the moves, we can share our strategies with our audience so that when they go through this, they can have some pointers. If you've already been through this and maybe you have something similar to our dynamic, it's easy. Email us and let us know. you got two choices for email, quincymoran at gmail.com or coach at man versus marriage podcast.com. So send us a message. Let us know. Help us so we can help us help you. What do you think about that? All right, honey. That's all for this episode. What do you think? Good. Okay. Producer Ashley, we all good? All right. For Jeannie Moran, producer Ashley, I am Quincy Moran, and this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.